welcome to Universal After Dark, a universal podcast that's not the same as all the others. To be fair, it's normally only the tip. Hi and welcome to this week's Universal <laughs> After Dark. I'm your host, as usual, Amanda. And you've already heard them, but our Craig's here too. Hello. <laughs> We're also joined by Paul D. Hello there. How are you? We should maybe start calling you Paulie D, like off, Jer- off Jersey Shore. Really, we shouldn't. Yeah, I think we should. I think that's the new thing now. <laughs> Paulie D. <laughs> the new Paulie thing D. from a show that got cancelled, what, five years ago? I loved Jersey Shore. That was my absolute favourite. It was not as good as Desperate Scouse Wives. It was way better. I've wanted an anal bleaching now for about two years. And Nick's here too. <laughs> and after that last comment, I might be leaving soon as well. <laughs> yeah, same. I did, not jo- I did not join a podcast tonight like to hear about Craig's interest in <laughs> anal bleaching. No. Please no. tell us, Amanda, that's not yeah. the agenda for tonight's show. Most definitely not. <laughs> best, best show ever. Worst show ever. What? If I had some bleach, I think I'd pour it in my ears right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just try and, try and burn some of that out. <laughs> I promise it's going to be a good show and there's going to be no bleaching involved. Of course there is. <laughs> so we'll start, as we always do, with what we're drinking. And it's not, it's not bleach, so we're good. So, Craig, what are you drinking? I am drinking our beloved Scouse tap water. Oh, how boring. I've got to get up at five o'clock in the morning and drive a train. Train schmain. Train schmain. Train schmain. Okay, for purposes of the podcast audience, I'm drinking special brew. <laughs> you could have made it a bit fancier. That is fancy. I've got a lemon in it. <laughs> Mr. D Scottish, he'll tell you how fancy special brew is. Oh, yeah. He was reared on it. Scottish standard, I say. <laughs> Okay, Paulie D, what are you drinking? Uh, my my water's boiled and I've got a tea bag in it. Sorry. Oh, what is this podcast? Sorry, man. Uh, I've got, got a headache. I'm trying to get rid of it. <sighs> Gee whiz. Sorry. Please tell me you're drinking something exciting. Ladies well, after dark. Let's have a look. Can we hear that? Oh, oh. yeah. That's me opening a bottle of Desperado. Yeah. Desperado red. No, regular. Just, just <laughs> normal. Just, just snorty. Yeah. <laughs> right, right in the eyebrow. Right in the eyeball, even. And the eyebrow. Right in the eyebrow. Okay, I'm drinking something totally different today. Jeez. And I know, I'm, a, I'm going a bit wild with it. But I went to Marks and Spencer's because I was being posh. And that was the closest to work today. And I am trying... A Belgian cherry wheat beer, Ooh. which is really nice, but it's it's quite sickly. But yeah. my plan was, I tried the pomegranate beer at Food of Mind Festival, unrelated to Universal, I know, but I really loved this pomegranate beer, and I've been trying to find it since I got home, and I can't, so the closest things were this Belgian cherry one, and I've got a grapefruit IPA. I haven't tried that one yet, but... I'll I'll get to that later on, but yeah, this cherry one's all right. It's no pomegranate beer, but it's uh, not too bad. Not too bad. It kind of reminds me though of remember 
um, 90s kids will know this. My baby all gone. <gasps> it smells just like cherries. Yeah, and it had the little spoon with the cherries on, and when you put it in the baby's mouth, the cherries would disappear. I, it I, smelled so strong. I was so confused with that advert as a child, because I legitimately thought that the cherries got vacuumed up the baby's mouth, when actually, of course, it was just the cherries popped inside the spoon. I never had a baby all gone. Um, yes. Which is a surprise, let's be honest, from how I turned out, but I always wanted one because you of that. Well. But... I will say someone I knew had one and you're right man that smell of cherry and I saw Baby All Gone probably like the late 90s and that must have been you know a good five or six years old by that point and it still stank of cherries so that smell never went away did you have one a man of course I did you had two well I probably did because Ash probably had one and I probably stole that one too so (laughs) Going back to your um, your Belgian beer, there's a place in London, there's a few places in London, I think they're called Belgos, and it's um, a Belgian chain, it's like a, a restaurant um, chain, and they do a, a massive selection of Belgian fruits and sweet beers, and I had a really nice coconut beer in there once. Oh, coconut beer sounds so good. Oh, it was... I bet, again, like like the one you're having tonight, um, like one was probably enough. It is, yeah, they do get a little bit sickly. It's just like kind of syrupy. Mm. So I think like I've got like a, I don't even know how big, 330 ml bottle, and I think I, I don't think I'll finish that because it is it is a bit too um, sickly. I had that and I had chocolate one as well, but like, oh, no. one of one of each. You could like I couldn't just keep drinking the same flavoured beer it was a bit much coconut chocolate. is like not my thing okay should have mixed the coconut and the chocolate and had a bounty well you know what I do like bounties but any other kind of co- like coconut and chocolate I don't I don't like like um almond joy <laughs> really and that just a bounty yeah <clears throat> no yeah. not the same well it's got an almond welcome in to it. this week's confectionery <laughs> after dark <laughs> that is what it's like. But there was a time when I went to Toothsome and it was for the Scare Zone meetup. And I've probably told this story before, but we, we were getting all these different drinks at Toothsome. And if you've been there, you'll know that they're dead strong. Like, they're really, really strong with cocktails. And I, I really couldn't finish them. And so then that Florida guy, Gary, came and met up with us. And he was like, oh, I've got like a chocolate coconut cocktail and you should try it. It's really nice. And I was almost sick in my mouth. It was disgusting. <sighs> it was absolutely vile. And what about the cocktail? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Let's move on. <laughs> so, what we wanted to talk about today is the Why? news. Oh, we've just we've just lost Paulie D. He's gone to go and DJ somewhere. On the shore. Oh, he's... he's back. He's back. It's fine. It's all good. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we were going to talk about the new bit of land that Universal's just bought. So they have just bought another 100 acres of land. No. Right? No. 101. 101 yeah. acres of land. What's an acre? What, what is an acre? Why is an acre? So they've got 101 acres of land right next to the 475 
acres of land that they bought previously, which is kind of just off Universal Boulevard, kind of near the convention centre. Right. So we've talked a bit before about how that's a, a, a fair distance away from the resort now. Mm. But that's an awful lot of land. So to put that into perspective, I did a little bit of research. Islands of Adventure is 101 acres. That's a coincidence. Cabana Bay, the whole resort, is 38 acres. So the hell, that's huge. I know. I thought. So, well, it's massive. It's absolutely massive. So now they have like 576 acres of land in that little parcel. So that's an awful lot of land for them to play around with. Nearly Are they... big enough for two two other parks and a couple of hotels, a whole other Universal Resort. And the, the two pieces of land, the hundred and one and the three hundred and seventy six, from the sat nav they look they look close. Are they close enough to connect them or are they gonna be separate? Does anybody well, know? I mean I'm guessing that they could connect. Yeah. It only looks like a bit of roads that's splitting yeah. them off. Well where where we're we going, we don't need any roads, obviously. <laughs> But um, how big, how big then is the Magic Kingdom? Well, I'm going to have to Google that now. Well, I know, I'm not, I don't know what the number is, but I know it's the size I, of Manchester. I, no, it's not. I know it's, the. It's not. Well, Disney World, the whole thing is the size of Greater Manchester. Yeah. yeah. The Magic Kingdom. Oh, sorry. I yeah, think it's, okay. I think it's uh, about 350 acres. 107 acres. That's what I said. Plus oh, a couple hundred. So are you, that you're saying the Magic Kingdom is only six acres bigger than Islands of Adventure? That's what it says on Wikipedia. Wikipedia! Which obviously is, is the uh, bastion of truth. Um, that's just a bit... It's... Um, it's, it's a bit what? small. Like, I, to oh, me, Magic know. Kingdom is much, much bigger than Islands of Adventure. I don't know, you know. Put your fancy pants on and go and find out then. I'm telling you, 107 acres on multiple... multiple. Magic Kingdom's got about four times the amount of attractions for Islands of Adventure. You need to do a lot more walking around in Islands of Adventure, don't you? Mm. Yeah, I suppose. Mm. Well, anyway, my point was... There's an awful lot of land to play around with, but we've heard nothing. Not a thing, other than obviously Game of Thrones Third Gate. Well, which obviously is what they're going to announce at some point. Quite clearly, they're just trying to keep it on the DL until the new season comes out. Well, that's why Matt Corn's not spoken to us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, he can't. He can't hold it in. He'll need to tell us all about Winterfell. So. That's why. What's what's Winterfell? Game of Thrones. Go and sit in the corner, Nick. Just because I'm the one with taste on this show. Winter is coming. The only Jon Snow I care about is on the Channel 4 News. 
Shut up. <laughs> Slap him a man. I'm gonna know. I freaking love Jon Snow. He's on the Jon Snow. No, Game of Thrones, Jon Snow. Do the impression. He's really ginger, babe, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Do the impression, Amanda. No. Come on. You know, you know nothing, John. You're no. nothing, Nick Branch. <laughs> oh, sound sound like my parents. Nick Branch. <laughs> I did. That's, that's a really bad private detective. Hey, the name was Dick Dick Branch. Yes. So then, a few days ago, Universal put in plans for a temporary overflow car park. On one of the pieces of land that they bought. So, assuming that this is going to be, obviously, for the workers on the site. Which tells us that they're probably going to start doing things pretty soon. Well, these things take a long time. Don't what's, know, on that, what's on this land now? Is it developed land or wasteland? Um, I don't honestly think that there's anything on it. I'm pretty sure that it's land that Universal originally had and then they sold it and now they've bought it back because there was a some kind of legal things going on about that. So I'm assuming that that just needs to be settled first and then maybe they'll, they'll get going with it. But I don't think there's anything on it. Now, Amanda, you can probably answer this like better than I can. That's why I'm asking the question. But um, I remember the first... Well, I don't remember because I wasn't with it then. But the first time that my wife went to Universal Studios was in 1996. At that uh-huh. point in time, they had a blue sky um, area where they were showing off Islands of Adventure. Uh-huh. Um, so she said she remembered some models there and some like imagery of what the Islands of Adventure was going to be like. That was 96. The Islands opened in 99... Uh-huh. So, how long did it take? Like, if that was in 1996, they'd already started construction. So, when did they actually start construction of Islands of Adventure? When did they break ground? Mm. I don't know, honestly. Let me Google that, Tim. Because I'm just thinking, like... I mean, I mean the thing is, you know, we know just from Star Wars Land at the moment, and Avatar, um, that... Avatar's a bit different because I think there was a lot of delays on that because of Jimmy Cameron. But even with Star Wars Land, you know, when they announce something like that of that scale, they're talking of you know a three-year turnaround at best. Uh-huh. Harry Potter, I think, was about a three-year turnaround as well, and they're relatively small areas, really. I mean, they're, they're sections of a theme park; they're not a whole gate. So I would think that. I'd imagine that we're probably looking at about six years before another gate opens, if that's indeed... You know, I I can't see what else it's going to be. Universal needs more gates. So I can't see it's going to be anything else. It says here that construction was expected to begin in 1995, but didn't actually begin until 1997. Shit, so not that out in two years. Yes. No wonder Duddy D rights was as uh, ruined as it ended up being. Well, do you, but the plans do you... were there from the very early 90s, so pretty much as soon as they had opened studios. Well, I remember seeing, I, I, I remember seeing um, 
imagery from when they were proposing that it was going to be DC Island. Um, mm-hmm. And that was the early 90s. That was about 94, I think, the, 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 like the date on those plans was. So um, that doesn't surprise me. Um, but the thing is, like we've we've joked about the, or I've joked about the fact that you know it's going to be Game of Thrones is going to be the third gate. Realistically, um, I don't think we can count that anymore because Game of Thrones has got one season left, which is coming out next year. Um, I think maybe the year after now. Okay, okay. So let's 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 just say it's done by twenty nineteen. It's twenty seventeen. It's not going to start construction until 2018 at the earliest. They're not going to break ground now. Um, let's say it takes them two and a half years to knock out a theme park. Universal are not that crazy to do something about a property which is dead. No. Still another couple of books to come, though. You've still got another two books to yeah, read. Yeah, yeah. But if the TV show's done... Unless yeah. they're un, unless the plan is, is that the show's done, but they're going to make films like Sex and the City or something. Oh, but, by the way, what I'm not I'm not suggesting that they do How a Game of Thrones it? film like Sex and the City. Yeah, I hope it's better. Freaking hell, Nick! Wow! What? Wow, Nick! Sometimes you just go too far. <laughs> <laughs> that was a stretch. It was a big stretch. They all made, they made an entourage film. Um, but you know what do we what do we realistically think Universal can stick in a third gate? Because this is it. This is what I was I was trying to rack my brains about this a few nights ago because I was I was doing some research and I was like, honestly, would it have been better to have waited with Nintendo and mm. put that into a new park or not? I decided that no Nintendo should go into studios now. That that's just me. Um, but then I was thinking, what could they possibly do other than the wishful thinking of Stranger Things? Like that would be ridiculous. But that again would never happen. The, the, the problem, the, right? This is the big problem, right? And we've talked about this on other podcasts as well. The big problem that Hollywood is facing at the moment is there aren't any franchises, right? Uh-huh. You've got Star Wars. You've got Avatar. Uh, I'm like, and I, I know that's a bit of a stretch because when we're talking about Avatar, the second film hasn't come out, but they're they're filming three Avatar films back to back, so I consider that to be a franchise, right? Um, you've got the Fast and the Furious um, is another franchise. Marvel films franchise, DC films franchise, James Bond franchise. What else is there? There's not much else out there. And this year alone, we saw Power Rangers that was announced as being a a franchise flopping off the first film, second film in the series cancelled. King Arthur being announced as a franchise, first film flopped, all subsequent films cancelled. That was, that was ridiculously awful. I've heard good things, actually. No, honestly, it was like, I'm all for things like King Arthur, like I'm I'm interested in stuff like that. And I love that guy, I forgot what his name is now. No. Oh Charlie Charlie, yeah. I really, really like him and so I was expecting to love it and I tried really, really hard and I I had to turn it off. 
And then, of course, the biggest one in terms of this world is the Dark Universe, where things have, have got so bad with the Dark Universe after the Mummy's come out that not only have they announced all these big stars to, to star in these future films, but they've actually, first of all, announced the follow-up Dark Universe film was going to have nothing to do with the Dark Universe anymore, and then delayed that film indefinitely. That's such a shame, no. Like, I might be the only one here, but I actually really did like The Mummy. I watched The Mummy last week in Scotland. Did you like it? Yeah, it's a good film. Like, I would I would never compare it to any other Mummy film. No. And maybe that's why I do like it, because I went in kind of open-minded to it, and I was like, I'm not going to compare it to anything else. It's going to be its own thing for me. And I did enjoy it. Yeah, I thought it was I was okay. really looking forward to this whole dark universe, and now I, I do feel pretty gutted about it. But yeah. I mean, the thing is, I, I don't, I don't think necessarily it's dead. But the, the the problem is, is that they announced these these franchises before the first films hit. You know, when Avatar came out, they didn't say this is going to be the first of a series. They'd hoped that it would be successful, but they didn't have the balls to announce this was going to be the first in a series of films until the first mm-hmm. one hit big. What Hollywood is doing at the moment is just throwing a load of crap out there and going, right, people are going to watch this and we're going to make more of them, hoping the first one's going to be a success. But by announcing that before the first film's come out, you're setting yourself up for a fall, especially when that film then flops. I don't know why... I've not seen The Mummy yet, but I don't really know why The Mummy flopped as hard as it did. It was obviously a surprise to Universal um, that it did flop as, as much as it did. But the thing is, you went out there and announced this was going to be the first of a series of films. It could well be that if you think, well, it's going to be others, now I'll wait for some of the other films to come out. Maybe there's not that initial rush to go and see it. Either way, that's not the right way to do it. But getting away from that, if you're opening up a third theme park right now, what the hell do you stick in it? Because, as I said, Fast and Furious is a franchise. They're sticking that ride in studios. And really, what else... You know, I think Fast and Furious deserves a ride, but does it deserve three or four rides? No. No. Nintendo Land, that, to me, would be a good part of a third gate. But really, what else do you stick in there? Fantastic Beasts. Well, that's the only thing I can think of. Well, <laughs> they've got they've got Porter in each of the other two parts. Yeah, the thing is, right? If they're going with Nintendo Land, Nintendo's got nothing to do with movies. Well, this is what I was also thinking, and I was like, "Are they gonna move away from the movie theme and just go for kind of entertainment?" Entertainment, mm. yeah. yeah. So, so there's movies, some, games, games, TV. yeah. There's some amazing horror genre type games and and mm-hmm. whatever else. So maybe they're getting into bed with that type of stuff now. Maybe yeah. they're going to sign a, a Sega deal and go and have Sonic the Hedgehog or something. Well, you couldn't. I don't think that would sit well with Nintendo. Even yeah. though they're not the rivals that they once were, I think it'd be an incredible slap in the face for Universal to go. Yes, Nintendo had a little bit of our studios, and then sort of deal with Sega and say, "Here's a whole park." Mm. Okay, Halo Master Chief. It's too small. It's too niche. 
I mean, look, I know those, those games are successful, but what I mean is, in the grand scheme of the world, outside of people that played, you know, that had an Xbox when they first come out or an Xbox 360, who really gives a shit about Halo? Hollywood can't yep. even get a, a Halo movie made. They've, all, they've got loads of Halo movies out there. No, no, no. I mean, they Peter Jackson was supposed to be making a Halo movie. It never happened. If he can't get a Halo movie made, who can? There's one on Netflix. No, no, no. I'm talking a proper film, not those little animated shorts that they've done. It was supposed to be a big budget live action film and they pulled the plug on it. I think Nintendo's going to be a massive flop. Do yeah. Yeah. No, I as like I'm not like a crazy massive fan of anything Nintendo really. Like I I enjoyed playing Nintendo games, but I'm not like super into anything. But I think even I'd enjoy it. It's going to be all VR. No, As, I'd really like to hope not. Of course it is. With How can... the live things that they'd be able to do with it, I I can't see. I can see VR elements in some bits, but I can't see the whole thing being VR. It's all going to be like Flight of Passage. How you can't do Mario Kart in the real world and throw red um, turtles or green turtles or Actually, lightning bolts. Well, you know what? I thought about this. You, yes, you can, and you don't need VR to do it. What you want is augmented reality. Mm-hmm. That or would work stuff. brilliantly. Well, I think because haven't they haven't they shown some plans off of Mario Kart where you would actually be in carts. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, in a VR type environment, I thought in a, a cone. I thought it was a proper. Tra- I thought it was a proper track. No, do it inside like some sort of cone contraption, which was an all-encompassing screen around you. Mm. That's I think what I mean. It would maybe be more like Gringotts, where it's maybe a track with also screen elements in it. Yeah. I think it would be a mixture. And Universal are really good at that. But what if they went a bit more out there and did a park based on original concepts? I'd be all for that because... I would be so down for that. That's what that's what Disney started out with. Splash Mountain. No. Well, no, not Splash Mountain. Um, Big Thunder Mountain. Haunted Mansion, uh, Space Mountain, it's got nothing yeah. attached to them. Yeah. Exactly. So what Pirates. if they could utilise the creative team that work on events like Halloween Horror Nights and they develop something totally original, develop a total original story? Well, that, surely that was the case of most of Arnold's Adventure. Like the original one is an adventure was Zeus landing Marvel superhero island Toon Lagoon, and then Lost Continent. And you know what? The Lost Continent was my favourite part of Island's Adventure for years. Mm. I really loved it. And on this September trip, I went and did Poseidon's Fury, and I haven't done Poseidon's Fury in a long, long time. And the entire time, I was like, "Wow, I really forgot how." actually really good this is yeah i kind of miss not doing that because it's one of those things that i think how long is it going to be there for because it's one of those forgotten attractions isn't it really 
Yeah. And when I was yeah. walking through that water tunnel, I was like, wow, this blew me away the first time I saw this. And I think I think it probably is one of the most underrated things in the park. That was going to be um, Harry Potter 2, wasn't it? Uh, the Chamber of Secrets. Mm. That was the strong rumour. I'd heard that. I don't know. I just I think that they could do something really amazing if they even if they dedicated like half of a new park or with that space being so big, they could realistically do another two parks on there. Even three if they wanted to do less hotels. But what if they they could have amazing parks? What if they did a horror themed movie park but then incorporated space and a layout for Halloween Horror Nights. That would be fantastic. I think I think it's a very good shout, Paul, because if you if you look at the success of Halloween Horror Nights, I mean it's an it's an event that seems to only get bigger every year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? Like you never you know, you never see it get less busy. You never hear anyone say oh, this year's event's quieter than last year's. It always seems to be bigger and better. Um, and with the rumours of what they're, you know, the IPs that are on, you know, the, the wish list for next year, if they get those IPs, it will be the biggest year ever, I think. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, I think that could work. The only other thing I was thinking about with that third gate, and again, this comes down to, I, mean, I, I think the... I think the the idea of original, wholly original concepts would, would would be brilliant because I think that's a lost art at the moment. Everything has to be themed around uh, something that existing. And Universal's different to Disney, obviously, because it's supposed to be based around films. So you should have a massive split, I think, in terms of IPs versus original concepts. But a third gate is carte blanche. Um, but I think what would be really, really good is for them to do a throwback. And so go back to those old properties like uh, Jaws, like King Kong, like E.T. Um, now, I know, Amanda, I know E.T. is still there at the moment, but what I'm thinking is you take that area and you actually go back through Universal's history and you create brand new attractions based on those properties. I don't think I would it, love that. It would but, be brilliant, but it wouldn't work. But what if they could do something like the tram tour in Hollywood? So mm. what if they could make a new park and it be based purely on universal history and they set up these backlots and they have props from all of the films all the old rides, and they do maybe mini versions of these rides. Or just new concepts. I mean, uh, what was that rumour about a Back to the Future coaster that was going around recently? I haven't seen that. What was it? I'm sure I saw somewhere, that, or, or read somewhere, that there was some either concept art or, um, you know, ru- someone had, had kind of presented plans or what would be a roller coaster based on you riding a DeLorean? That would be so cool. So it's not like the original attraction of Back to the Future, but it's obviously about that. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, you can't go back and do Back to the Future. That's done. You can't go back and do... Like, Jaws was too bloody expensive. 
as great as that attraction was, it was too clunky, too expensive to run. So what you do is you go back to the drawing board and go, okay, right, we've got these concepts. They were beloved rides, but let's take those like ideas, let's take those films and create something brand new from it. And that way, you're not replicating what was there previously, but you're giving them something new. So, so people that remember those films and remember the original attractions would still be obliged to go because these are new takes on those classic attractions, whilst also keeping the history of Universal alive, like the Universal films alive. But there's so many more films out there than just them few films that were honoured in the original Universal park. Well, they're not as good. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not just saying to, like for those great. But I'm saying like, what? Think of a Universal film then that didn't get an attraction that was a massive concept. Like it was it was a big success or? Well, if you go and reference one of Mr. Ripley's books that he had out last year or this year, the history of the Universal monsters were coming up to the 100-year anniversary of The Hunchback of Notre Dame, 1923, that movie come out. Mm-hmm. So all the Universal monsters in the next 10, 20 years are going to have their 100-year anniversaries. So they've got to be immortalised in some way. Not just whimsical little pictures on a wall in a in a crappy frigging restaurant in the middle of Universal. It's not crappy. The food is dog shit. No, it isn't. It's really nice. I love I love the pizza. I've heard that it's been done up as well now. It has. Like they they'd started doing it up when I was there in May. So they'd done bits and then it it looks a whole bunch nicer now. Not that it didn't look nice because I've always loved it, but it looks nicer. And I will always defend the pizza because it's really good. I won't defend the chicken mash and vegetables that I had in there because they answered me back when I spoke to them <laughs> so just well, to I can't you... speak to the chicken we now have to briefly interrupt the podcast to have a few words from our sponsors His After Dark podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Hi, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel, proud sponsor of the Dis After Dark podcast. How can you be prepared for your next Disney vacation? By booking with me. You don't want to be that guy that's stuck in the crowds, waiting in the four-hour Pandora lines, and being turned away at restaurants. Contact me at WPMagicJourneys.com. Tell me you heard this ad at Dis After Dark to get $25 off your deposit. Best of all, there's no charge for my services, so Hakuna Matata, because you will...
now, back to the show. Let's just get to give you an idea, right? I just did a quick search of top Universal movies of all time. Now, I think this is based on box office gross rather than anything else. But to give you an idea, obviously, we talked about the obvious ones. Jaws, E.T., Jurassic Park franchise. The Bourne films. Yeah. Apollo 13, Meet the Fockers, Van Helsing, um, The Flintstones, The Grinch, Schindler's List. I'm sure you can get some cracking attractions out of uh, Schindler's List. Um, The Nutty Professor, Fifty Shades of Grey. I'd like to see a 3D film based around that. Um, All these films are good, but ultimately a dog shit. God, you've probably seen about two of them. But... I've seen all. The, I've seen every one of these so far. <laughs> no, in your face, bullshit. Pr- oh, I can't believe you've seen all these films, but you've never seen The Shining. Exactly. <laughs> but the, the, the fact is, the fact is, is that I think there are a lot of films that have come through the Universal umbrella over the years, which they probably could do something with. And I think as long as it was a new twist on those on those attractions, so it was something brand new. Like, Amanda, you love E.T., right? I know yeah. you love E.T., but if they turned around to you and said, we decided this attraction's a bit tired, we still want to do something with E.T., but we want to do something new, can you come up with a concept for us? Um, no, you have to keep the original, but you can add to it. No, 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 no. Right, you, I'm not saying we'll close down the original, right? If you want that left open, you know, we'll close it and just pretend it's still open for you. But this is a new park. We're going to have a brand new easy attraction. Right. A good one this time. It, um, can't top the original ET for starters because it's the most majestic of all rides. No. Yes. Got to keep the little voice thing. They could. Thank you, Dolan. Well, goodbye, Fanny. They could make it so that it says your name all the time. And I'll tell you what else they could do is they could bring friggin' Botanicus back. Because in May, when they did the refurb, Matt specifically told me that Botanicus was back. And in September, Botanicus did not pop out. His, His sound came on. And it seemed like he was going to pop out, and he didn't. Could you rephrase everything you're saying there? Because you've just said the friggin' Britannicus didn't come back, and he didn't pop out. There's no other way that I can say that. Unfortunately, everyone needs to get their minds out of the gutter, because E.T. is pure. What was he doing? Maybe that's why he's been taken away. Like, I just want to know why he's not there. Just bulldoze the whole second half of it because it's, it's... No! The second half's my favourite bit. Oh, God. I literally, every time I'm riding it, I'm like, I really hope that this ride breaks down so I can just stay in this room. And sometimes it does. But if they were going to do another E.T. attraction, there's so much cool stuff that they could do. Like, if you are a Stranger Things fan, they yeah. could even kind of, if they wanted to modernise it, they could kind of do it in a Stranger Things type of way, I feel, and it would work. Couldn't he do right? The E.T. film's a bit scary. It, it literally isn't. 
No, but it is. There's a little bit of scariness in it when, like, there's stuff running through the fields and that. That's E.T. And exactly. So couldn't it be a Halloween Horror Nights house? But it's uh-huh. all, like, Britannicus and all all the all the E.T.s from the planet are all just, like, trying to kill you. Um, no. We had a really good conversation with two women on our... Um, on our ride of ET, didn't we, Nick? We did, yeah. I was like, okay, so are we going to leave the Earth's atmosphere now and travel a million bajillion light years across the universe? And she was just looking at me. Like, well, when I was in line, one time I was just kids, and he spent the end, like, there was, a, there was a queue for once, and so we actually spent quite a bit of time in the forest. And so the whole entire time, this kid's like, yeah, this is a VR ride. I've heard all about it. And you go really, really fast and you do this and you do that and the screens and you wear a headset. And I was like, where are you hearing this from? Like, where where have you got that? Uh, well, it's Lee, it's because Lee on UUOP. <laughs> it's because every Universal attraction has that. Well, oh, and Amanda, one, one other thing, the new ET attraction that you're coming up with has to have a moment when you get sprayed in the face with water. Why? Because every fucking Universal attraction has that. Well, this will be the one that doesn't, because that annoys me. Jimmy, it doesn't. It's either that or screens, but the the water and the screens don't mix. Well, I mean, I wouldn't put screens in either. I'd want Universal to show off their animatronic skills. They haven't really got any compared to Disney. Mm. You love the King Kong one. Yeah, the King Kong one. Have you seen The Secret Life of Pets float? I yeah. Freaking adorable. Yeah. I showed that. I took some video of that and showed my daughter. She loved it. It's yeah, but so, it's so good. It's just a fella underneath with a stick waggling the dogs. Just shh. It's really, really good. And so I feel like. And the eighties are really good as well, considering that was early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, and that's a good job. So I say more animatronics, more forest. You could, could do have forest it. Gump. No. That'd be a good ride, that. No. You could have it so that you're playing out the film. So in the ride that we have now doesn't really have anything to do with the film, but you could be going through the film. What about Tom Hanks, the ride? I would love that because Tom Hanks is my favourite person. Exactly. You could go through every Tom Hanks film. The Tom exactly. Hanks experience. The Tom Hanks great movie ride. Yeah. Oh, take my money. <laughs> take well, all of my money. Well, and it could I, end um... with David S. Pumpkins. Any questions? <laughs> my um, my my buddy Whitey, who I recorded the last episode of uh, Pop After Dark with. You say um, Whitey? Whitey, yeah, because that's actually his name. I, I called him Chris, but that's not actually his name. It's Whitey, and it was um, like, like, like Whitey, Jay, like Chris Jericho. <laughs> it's yes, that is where the nickname comes from. Yeah, that is, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah. Um, and thank you, Craig. It was supposed to be just like listening to an episode of EastEnders. Um, but... Like the archers go to London. <laughs> but, um... oh God, I forgot what I was going to say now. You get. Something about oh. why to have a silly name. 
No, oh, right, that's it. He invited, he's created an event. So Americans will be celebrating at the end of November, the last Thursday in November, Thanksgiving. He's uh-huh. created an event for his friends to come to his house for Thanksgiving, where we will be celebrating the films of Tom Hanks and eating food. Oh my uh, god, that sounds like the most amazing holiday it, ever. It would be, but I've seen the lineup of films at the moment, and I don't think I've been going. I'll be going till midnight because it kicks off with "Catch Me If You Can," how, and then Classic. and then and then follows up with the terminal. At midnight, oh. it's the fans' choice, and at two forty-five, it'll be big. Oh, what big? Which is fine. Oh. Like you know, I love big. Who doesn't love big? Um, but "Catch Me If You Can" is alright, but the terminal. Yawn. Why is he doing that then? Why isn't he doing Castaway? Oh my God! Why is he doing You've Got Mail? You've Got Mail is beautiful. Oh God! Is there any women going? Sleepers in Seattle. Oh God! Oh God! Sleepers in Seattle is a much different film than Sleepers in Seattle, by the way. I'm having my own Thanksgiving, and I'm playing all them films. I think we should get this. Me too. Get this going. Let's make it a thing. Nick, you need to record a podcast episode. Okay, actually, all of our American listeners, on your Thanksgiving, I'm going to hold my own Thanksgiving and I will be live tweeting. So join me. (laughs) British listeners, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving until Thanksgiving's all ours. I did ask ask him why he was saying catch me if you can and not the mate's Thanksgiving Day Parade. He hasn't replied to that one yet. But I think I think that should be a thing where New York is just filmed filled with giant um Tom Hanks shaped balloons from different films. That would be my dream. Exactly. Honestly, Tom Hanks is actually my favourite person. Like, I, I don't like too. anyone as much as I love Tom has Hanks. Has anyone has anyone other than P dubs who isn't on this episode watched the David S. Pumpkins Halloween special yet? Not no. yet. I'm waiting for tomorrow when I'm off work. Okay, I've not been able to find a decent stream of it. That's why I've not seen it. But yeah. oh well, yeah, first I need to find a stream of it. But he did say that it was on the YouTube's. Yeah, it's it's you know like they have to do that thing with YouTube where it's like in a smaller part of the window. Uh huh. Because well, it's it, been it's now. You might have just put it out, mightn't he? Not yet. Not yet. I'd, like if it's somewhere I can pay for it, I'll I'll gladly pay for it. Mm. Yeah, I, I'll pay for it. Well, it's just trying to find. Well, Mr. Ripley, um, who I believe is still trapped in a toilet stall with Paul Boniface, um, (laughs) he tweeted a... (laughs) Glad someone's got a reference. He tweeted a picture this evening of a Funko announcement of, of course, a David S. Pumpkins pop. I'm so excited. I've never bought my own Funko pop. People tend to just buy them for me all the time, though. Oh, okay. So, if anyone does want to buy that for me so I don't have to break my rule of not buying my own Funko Pops then feel free well I did buy those Bill and Ted, but I did buy those Bill and Ted ones but like you I don't really buy I've got I own like four Pops and they were two of them so hmm. the other two are a Marty McFly from Back to the Future 2 and a Doc Brown they are good choices Sam yeah. yeah okay so what else could we put in this park then like I, I if it was going to be original stuff I'd love to see something alien-y well, so maybe we could have like our own mm-hmm. Area 51 there is another thought I've just had actually uh-huh. um, of, 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 I don't know how we ignored this one what if the third gate is going to be Jurassic World 
Well, well I don't know. Right, Jim Hill. Yeah, well, I don't know That's about that. Because I feel like there's an awful lot of space in Jurassic Park where they used to have the Triceratops Trail mm. and things like that. Like, there's a, there's a lot of ju- the Jurassic Park area that's not used. Yeah, but, I mean, the way I look at it, right, now, me and me and our Craig, my brother from another mother... Oh, um, silly. <laughs> we, uh, we obviously did Jurassic Park recently, uh-huh. and it was a bit tired, Craig, wasn't it? Um... No, it was. Like, I'm not it's just a lot of green stuff. The the it, does, it does need a refurb. Yeah. I definitely think it needs a refurb. It I'm needs like, some downtime. I still like it. And, you know, judging by how I scale, I scared Phil with one L the other week, screaming on it, um, it's still effective. But the dinosaurs look tired. It does need a refurb. Um, it does. You've got the Velociraptor encounter, which is, which is nice, but not an attraction. You've got the Pterodactyl flyers, which... Um, Nobody can get on. Well, this is what Craig said to me, but I got on it about must have been seven years ago, maybe ten years ago. I'm not sure what trip it was, but me and me and my wife definitely have been on uh, pterodactyl flyers together. So they must have changed that rule. But anyway, the fact that's, is that's exclusively now fast pass only. Why is it? Yeah, because we uh, our kids did it in August. You can't just walk up and queue up anymore to get on that. You go to a little bit round the corner out the way, which has got cast members there waiting for you. They give you a return time. Okay, I feel like maybe that's just in peak time. Maybe, yeah. Because I have seen those machines, but the, every time that I've been, they've been undercover. And I always go into Camp Jurassic because I like going in the caves because they're really cool. It's one of my favourite parts of the park. Um, and they, it was just normal queue. And we were trying to see if I was small enough for me and one of our friends to come on, but I wasn't. But I just think that Jurassic World is, you know, I, I, so that is probably the only Universal franchise other than Fast Cheers they've got at the moment. And with the things that they showed in the first one, bearing in mind that obviously the second one is coming out uh, next summer, I think, um, that, you know, with, within that first Jurassic World film, there was all these things that you thought, oh, yes, they could do an attraction of this or they could put this in the theme park, you know, the gyro balls, for example. Um, yeah. So I think there's, a, you know, even within that first film, there was quite a lot. And they were talking when the first one hit big, they were talking of there being at least uh, two or three sequels to Jurassic okay, World. Okay, so would they keep Jurassic Park in Ireland nope. then? Or nope. no? No. no. Okay, yeah. so then would they be... do an entire park of Jurassic World? No, no. no? Just a big, a big portion um, of the park? A land of it. It compete with, it compete with uh, uh, Pandora. Just the land, yeah. Okay. I don't and know. Then they the... Could you imagine if they tried to actually do a proper Jurassic World, but have attractions in it as well? So you can Who actually made go on How to Train Your Dragon? Well, so that that's the thing now. That is they own it now, but that okay. is now Universal. Right. Okay. So. How to Train Your Dueling do... Dragons? Is well, that you're thinking? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. That is exactly what I'm thinking. 
maybe on a smaller scale, more like Hippogriff kind of scale. Well, maybe a little bit more intense than Hippogriff, but that would be pretty cool. So if they, so now if they own DreamWorks, could they do an entire park worth of DreamWorks stuff? Yes. Or could that be one big land in a larger park? I I think the safer option would be to say um, they could probably do a few animation islands. So they've got DreamWorks. They obviously have their own um, Illuminations company, mm-hmm. which is Despicable Me and Secret Life of Pets and Sing. Um, and the new, and they're doing the new Grinch film, aren't they, as well? Illumination. <laughs> so I think that they could probably. See, it's a tough one because really, and we talked about this when we went around Toon Lagoon, you could probably try and rethink Toon Lagoon. Yeah. Really. But I think for the third gate to be a success, maybe focus all your attention on that and you could put anything in Toon Lagoon. And rebrand it if you wanted to. Yeah, like pretty much everything in Toon Lagoon could come out. Or just be and rethemed. Of, in, like of an impact. No, you could retheme all of that stuff and it wouldn't take much effort. I mean, how much effort would it take to uh, change Dudley Do Right, for example? Dudley Do Right, right. I was listening to Universal Unplugged the other day. Right, imagine that as a Scooby Doo ride. That would be cool. But I still like my idea of a Scooby-Doo um, permanent haunted attraction. Yeah, that would be nice as well. Yeah. That's what should go where Terminator is. What's... They... That's weird, because they said that as well on their podcast. What, a Scooby-Doo walkthrough? Yeah. When? When did this one come out? Because I said this a few months ago. This Last week. Oh, well, I did a whole half an hour speech. Rhino Clavin. Mm-hmm. I know. No, I love Rhino. I love Rhino. But yeah, I like I had this huge idea about it because I really loved a Scooby Doo game that I used to play. I think it was on PlayStation One, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have been on PC. I don't really remember, but it was my favorite game ever to play. And I think a haunted permanent walkthrough attraction. You could even maybe do it like a ghost train, I guess. Or yeah. you could do like part walk, part ghost train. I think well, that'd be. They have done. They have done uh, dark ride Scooby Doo attractions, haven't they? There was one in Dubai, I think, off the top of my head. There, there definitely is a Scooby Doo dark rides. I think, or maybe it was Australia. It might have been the Warner Brother Park in Australia, but they have done a dark ride for Scooby Doo already. So there's every, you know, it, it works. As a concept, you could do it how you wanted to, I suppose. They could buy the right to Hotel Transylvania. Well, that's interesting, right? You say that because that's a Sony Pictures, that's Sony Animation that make the films. But yeah. now they've made a TV series which is on Disney Channel. After? Yeah. I noticed this the other day and I was like, that can't be right. But sure enough, um, I think Disney Channel of like. Have helped finance the TV series or something, and it's it's being shown on on Disney channels in the UK and US. Yeah, but we have uh, Curious George on Disney Channel over here. Yes. Oh no, no. Yeah, I mean that's 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 slightly different because although it's shown over here, Disney don't actually uh, pay for the production of it. They just 
buy it as content. But with Hotel Transylvania, they're actually um, financing the series. From what I can oh, see. I need to watch that because I love them films. Oh, really? I've not I've not seen either of them because they look shit. Oh, they're them. amazing. Okay, I'll have a look. They're in my top ten all time movies. Oh, them two. Craig, that, that's Are because you that's because they're the last two films you've seen. <laughs> <sighs> Amanda. Yes. Um, just because uh, not the, and I think this has been a really good topic, um, and I've really enjoyed talking about it, but. I did see something on Twitter regarding our Craig and I had no idea what it was about and I wanted to make sure that we talked about it tonight. Well, Okay, Craig. Over to Craig. Beep, 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 in the studio. Well, back in August, as you know, I went to Cabana Bay. No, I never. I went to Volcano Bay even. Yeah? Yeah. And I had a less than stellar day. Mm, understatement, yeah, yeah. So uh, the person on Twitter, let's let's get it, let's give them a shout out, let's find out. They're, they're asking the question because we never, I never revealed. Uh, I did get some compensation off Universal. Uh, Julie, Julie asked. Yeah. Now, basically, the day, um, it was an unbelievably busy day when we arrived. We didn't get there for early park admission because we were staying on Disney property at the time. So we had to park with everybody else. We had to get on the buses. Uh, the buses were very frequent but were very full. So it took a while to process. Then when we got into the park, we had a cabana. So we had to go and queue uh, to wait to get issued with our cabana. Then we had to wait for a member of staff to take us to the cabana. So that whole process took over an hour just to get into the park. Um, the cabana was beautiful. And the member of staff, Michael, who saved us, was beautiful. First class service off him. Beautiful cabana. However, basically every time we tried to get on a ride, tapu tapu something, the ride would break down. So we ended up all day, we rode about four attractions, and that includes going to stand in the, um, and that includes the lazy rivers, and that includes the water, the the big splash thing, the pool. So we we literally got on about two, two slides, I think. And... I put the video up that night when I got home. We what's the um, the roller coaster called? The Aqua Coaster. We we got on that at about ten past eight, about ten minutes after park closing. I think it's uh, Big Slams, Glam Slam. Yeah, can be. So it was it, it was just a, a poor day. It didn't rain. The, one of the Tim Tracker's top tips is. Stay in Volcano Bay until after the rain showers because it clears out. Yeah, you just walk on everything then. Mm-hmm. Didn't rain. Didn't rain. So at eight <laughs> That's o'clock. That's the only time I've ever heard anyone be disappointed that it didn't rain while they were at a water park. We were planning for it because we were going, <laughs> we were going to sit in our cabana. We were going to have some more beers. <laughs> we were going to have a little sleep, and um, didn't happen. So. At eight o'clock, the park was. Well, what they did, we had we got our tapu tapu for the aqua coaster, and it was like a two-hour wait. Then the two-hour wait was coming down, 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 and then at about ten to eight, they just opened it to everybody in the park. Oh, what? 
so everybody could go and ride it. So, it, and at that time, I'm at guest services sorting out my annual pass, which is another story. So, we get back and we end up getting on at about 10 past 8, 20 past 8, something like that. We leave the park. I put my video up on YouTube and I tweeted out a link to it and I said, basically, avoid Volcano Bay. It's a car crash of a theme park. And Universal seen that and reached out to me and said, could you DM us what the problem was? So I explained everything that had taken place. And he said, can we have a photograph of your park tickets? So I showed them the seven park tickets that we had. And then they'd come back and they offered us, bearing in mind, in the, they didn't know there was eight of us there because we had a little baby with us. They, so they must have watched the video. So they offered us eight tickets for three-day, three-park tickets so that next time we go back to Universal, everybody who was in that group could experience Volcano Bay the way it's supposed to be experienced. So that's what they offered us. That's amazing customer service from Universal. I think that they always really go out of the way to make sure that you have the best possible time at the parks. It was phenomenal customer service. I can't thank them enough because basically um, they've got no explanation on them. So in 2019, we can use them when we when we go on back. So that saved us um, a small fortune because normally we would buy a 14-day Universal ticket each. Now we don't have to. We're just going to concentrate for three days on Universal and and smash the parks, basically. So always let them know if something goes wrong that you don't have. A, a, you know, but just do it politely. And That's and, it. I think some people approach uh, certain experiences in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the time it's not it's not anybody's fault. It's just kind of the way that things play out. But, honestly, Universal will always do everything that they can to make sure that you're having the best time. The and team ju- members at Universal are second to none. We had friends who we bumped into at Epcot when we were drinking around the world. I was bladdered and didn't remember meeting them. But um, they were going to go to Volcano Bay the next day after that and and they were like, oh, because you've had that experience, we're not going now. And we said, no, you've got to go because just because it happened on our day doesn't mean it's going to happen on your day. So they went and they had a wonderful time. They got on loads of rides. It rained halfway through the day. The park emptied out. Everything went to plan. They loved it. So definitely go and check out Volcano Bay but just be prepared that's all it, the thing is it's it's new isn't it it's been open now for six months it does sound like Tapu Tapu is a good idea that's not been fully executed to its potential again similar with things first they first do things teaming problems etc um and like you say, it, it was a busy time of year. It was the first year it's been open. It's, it's you know, it'll probably never be that busy again. Um, but going back to Amanda's point, I think you you do have to do things in the right way. 
And also, I think you have to make sure that your expectation isn't, what am I going to get out of this? You know, Definitely. What, what I want, if I was in your position, Craig, and obviously when, you, when, when I complain about something, you know, generally what I want more than anything else, if I feel I've had, and it doesn't matter if it's a theme park, if it's a restaurant, anything like that, is I want something done. Now, if you go to a restaurant and you've had bad food, or you've had bad service, um, you know, we've been to restaurants where we sent food back and it's come, you know, they've cooked it again and it's it's still not been any good. Like, I don't expect to pay for that. I expect to pay for everything else. Um, but if somebody has not had the meal that they've, you know, bought or, or asked, to, asked to have, I wouldn't expect to do that. Now I've been in restaurants where they've given us money for the whole bill. I didn't expect that. But if that's offered, fair enough. I think you have to just make sure your expectations are to just get back the bare minimum. So if you'd have got we, your money back for those, for those tickets... I wasn't expecting anything back. I was just highlighting the fact that it had not been a good day mm. and maybe they need to do something about it. Mm. And all, all my whole thing was I wanted to be heard. I wanted somebody to listen to me. And to and he did, and that's that's as far as I was expecting. Yeah. You know, you could go to Magic Kingdom and have a horrific day. You could go to any theme park and not have a good day. It's all on your expectations on what you're going to get out today. You know, you could. You, everyone's been in Magic Kingdom, right? Come on, let's go to Space Mountain, and you get there, it's broke down. Okay, let's go to Splash Mountain. You get there, that breaks down. <laughs> You know, shit happens. Or yeah. I've I've seen people complaining on Facebook that they're at Disney. I see it a lot in Disneyland Paris for some reason, where they've gone, oh, Pirates of the Caribbean is down for refurbishment. It's disgusting. It's ruined my holiday. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I mean? twice. Like, the, the thing is, like, yeah, you've been unlucky with that actually. But the thing is, like, one attraction being down isn't going to ruin your holiday. If you have multiple things going wrong, uh, if you, like, get robbed and you lose all your money, that's a bad holiday. An attraction being down for refurbishment, which they they would note, they would make an announcement of months in advance normally anyway, doesn't ruin your holiday. I think sometimes people just complain for the sake of complaining. Getting stuck on the second half of E.T., Oh. It's the best time of your life. Suicidal. <laughs> does ruin your holiday. It doesn't then make your holiday. But yeah, I I do. I feel like if if you're not having the best time, you need to approach it in the right way. You need to manage your expectations, and you know, give your feedback, but me don't don't be a cow about it. And I'd always say as well. I know, obviously, Craig did what he did, but. I always think if you can, and it's not always possible to, but if you can, to actually try and speak to somebody there while you're there. Because yeah. I think, you you know, I mean, the thing is, with social media, it can work one or two ways. Craig was heard on this occasion, but I'm sure there's been times when you've said stuff and been completely ignored as well. There's times I've said stuff on social media and I'd wish it'd been ignored. <laughs> <laughs> But I do think that if you if you've got the chance to actually speak to somebody, 
Um, I mean, the thing what what makes me laugh is that you know I'm I'm quite happy to go and confront somebody if I'm not happy with something, but other people don't want to have the confrontation. So what they'll do is they'll go and bitch and moan on social media instead, because that way they haven't had to actually deal with a real person about a situation. But mm-hmm. um, no, I think you know you should if you can um, try and complain about it at the time. But I, I feel like maybe I am lucky, but I feel it's very, very rare that I ever do have an issue any in any anywhere in the Universal Resort, honestly. No, we've, we've never had any real major problems. Like you say, stuff breaks down, get on with your life, don't freaking moan about it, but Universal's always been one of them places where everything just tickety boo sometimes island stinks a bit of poo but that's the drains you, you don't complain about it you just get on with it don't you but and you caused it as well yeah probably you, you definitely caused that because i've never experienced that oh i have <laughs> Stinky. your nose too close to your backside yeah i agree with that <laughs> okay have you got anything else to say on that subject no thank you okay so i just have two really really quick things so the first is that cinematic spectacular is gone now. Au revoir. Yep. See you later. Um, Never seen it. That's a shame because it it was it was really good. A lot of hard work went into making that, and I did enjoy it. Um, it's just unfortunate that they don't do it at the times that I tend to go. So it was really nice that I got to see it one last time in May. But they are going to be working on something new. So I'm excited to see what that's going to be. And with all the work that they're doing for the Harry Potter holiday stuff, I imagine that's going to be on a similar sort of vein to that. I've I'm, heard... I'm expecting bigger and better, basically. Well, I've heard rumours that the new thing they're working on is the Casper Slide Part 2, <laughs> featuring a platinum band. But I don't know. That's just a rumour I've heard. <laughs> Hashtag heard it here first. Um... <laughs> The second thing is if you are an annual pass holder and you are a fan of Halloween Horror Nights and one particular show that is um, seems to be leaving, you might want to go and check out the annual pass holder page on Facebook because something special is happening this week. Don't think I can talk about it on the podcast because I think it's exclusive to the page. But if you're an annual pass holder and you're going to be at Halloween Horror Nights over the next few days, go and, go and check the page out. Amanda, this podcast is not going oh, out until yeah, Monday week. No. Okay, well, if, if you, <laughs> I'm going to tweet about it, maybe I might do. But if you go to this thing, let us know that you went to it. Also, Amanda, just, just reveal what it is because this podcast is oh, going yeah. out on Monday. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, there was an annual pass holders only showing of the Bill and Ted show at 1.30 after the park closed. Oh. And I saw that it was absolutely majestic and I'm really sad that I'm not there. I've decided, Amanda, because of that uh, breaking news, I'm going to release this episode <laughs> early. I'm not going to edit that out. No. <laughs> Lifetime ban. It does. <laughs> the woo. It does. It does sound amazing. Uh, I, I, you know what? Yeah. I think even with an annual pass, I bet 
there will still be plenty of people that can't go. And I don't just mean because we're like over yeah. here, but I just mean like that are local that won't even get a sniff of a ticket. Yeah. That's got to be exactly. a hot ticket. Do you exactly. think um, on that last night there's going to be any... Well, it's already happened, obviously, but there's going to be any special guest appearances? They've been putting pressure on social media, haven't they, on Keanu Reeves and all that? Oh, that would be phenomenal. I think, knowing the kind of person that he is, I mean, I don't know that personally, but having seen him yeah, interviewed and, and, yeah, me, me and uh, Kay Reeves... Um, but no, I, I honestly think if he could, he probably would. I think um, he just always comes across one of those really lovely down-to-earth people. But I believe he's filming a new John Wick. So, oh, I don't shit. know. Uh, Maybe he's going to send Tom Hanks. Yeah, because yeah, he could dress <laughs> he, up I mean, as he could be David S. Pumpkins in the show. David S. Pumpkins is in the show. The um, I, I mean, I think Alex Win Alex Winters probably would go as, as well, um, but I, I don't. I honestly don't know. That um, would be so cool. It would be lovely. It'd be a lovely send off to. Cause I don't think either of them. I imagine that at some point they must have gone and seen the show, even if it's in Hollywood. But I think that's or even a, if they've gone secretly in disguise. I think the problem is with Orlando is the fact it's Orlando, and what I mean is is that. Those guys are normal, you know. Actors generally are normally based in in LA or that coast rather than you know Florida. So therefore, it's not as easy for them. You know, they've got to, they've got to arrange it and get there and probably pay for it. So it's not just as easy as as going to Hollywood. But um, yeah, it'd be really nice, and I'm sure when we record the next episode, we'll be able to talk about how that last show went down. Well, if if we can get anyone that can get in, hopefully, I'm hoping that Luke can go. Mm. He'll have to camp out all day. Let's have a word with Young Skywalker. See what when done. when's the last show? Saturday night. Yeah. So may, maybe if if it's anything major, we'll insert something here now. With the magic of editing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, I heard today that maybe Bruce Campbell will be... No. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, because <sighs> he, is, he is doing something in Orlando this weekend. Hang on, hang on. <sighs> you don't, you, all you've said so far is I've heard Bruce Campbell and Craig's wet himself. So, what, <laughs> he's going to be visiting the park? He's going to be playing Ash in the house? Uh, well, I don't know. All I know is that he's going to be in Orlando and something... He was doing something for for one of the days, but then he's going to be there for longer than that. So there's rumours that he could be making an appearance or maybe he might make an appearance in the house. Or... He's, got a, he's got a food and wine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't oh, Mickey's Mickey's not so scary open at night. Well yeah. I think it'd be really cool if, if he did something at the event. It could be though that he might make an appearance at the social media meetup because that's on Friday. Right. So um when we all signed up to be soul collectors before the event started, 
we all signed up with our email addresses and our addresses and blah 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 with the chance to attend a social media meetup and invites went out for that a few days ago they had to sign up and then enter to get tickets similar to the way that they did like the Jimmy Fallon tapings and things like that and so there is I think about 200 people invited and they're going to be split up into groups and it's going to be challenges so we don't know too much about it yet but it could be a possibility that he would make an appearance there I'm very gutted and I got an email with a code and I was like I'm so desperate just to see if I can get a ticket and then I was looking at flights and then Universal Hotels were all pretty much booked up and I was like yeah I might lose my job (laughs) might be worth it yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure if that that would be ideal to be to be fair but it's just me that's just me we all we all think things differently I'm not an adult. Well, yeah, I hate to tell you this. But... No. Well. <laughs> this has been the Jim Hill appreciation episode. <laughs> um, the, I, I just wanted to say, sorry to interrupt and hijack your show, but um, me and Mr. D, although not together, last night went to see The Shining or The Shining. Um, and was that your first time seeing it? It was. I was a Shining wow. Virgin. And what an amazing way to, to see your first That's, that's why I wanted to go and see it so badly because, um, ironically enough, yesterday it got put on Amazon Prime. So I could have watched it on Amazon Prime at home. That's crazy. But I thought, no, I want to see it, I want to see it on a big screen with an audience. And uh, yeah, it didn't let me down. I, what I, what, and it's not much of a surprise if I'm honest, but I had a bigger appreciation for the house. Right. Having watched The Shining, I really thought the house was good anyway. Um, because the, the the problem with The Shining is that it's such an iconic film that it's been parodied and the clips have been shown so many times that you uh-huh. kind of, you know, you know a lot of the beats. So even though I hadn't seen the film when I went to see The House, a lot of it I was already kind of aware of. But okay. I maybe didn't understand the context of certain things. So that that kind of made a difference like the shower bit for example i didn't really get the under i didn't really get what that was supposed to be but then now i do um so uh, but yeah i i uh, i liked it unlike craig I, I thought the shining was good i i don't think it's as scary as people think it is and talk about it as but um it's i suppose it's in your head like it's a very psychological horror um, uh. Jack Nicholson's proper choose of scenery. Yeah, like he's he's amazingly nuts in it the whole way yeah. through before he goes crazy. Like it's it's a very over the top performance. And Shelley Duvall looks like the duck character out of Chicken Little. It's <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, like it, she, it's identical. It must have been based on her. Um, but no, I I really enjoyed it and. Um, yeah, as I said, I've got a, I've got a new appreciation for that house now, and the, and the level of detail that went into it uh, because of it. Um, but yeah, uh, the house was scarier than the film for me. Okay, so Scatman Crothers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to he, be confused with Scatman John, by the way. 
he has the he has the shine and he feels something's going on in the out in the hotel so he, he phones up not gets no answer. Yep. Right, gets no answer. Yeah. Yep. So he speaks to the police chief, they radio through to the house, get no answer. So he phones up the airport, books his ticket to the flight. You see him on the aeroplane sipping his coffee. You see him go into the car hire place. I'm gonna need me a snowplow. So he gets a snowplow. Didn't see that in the version I watched last night. Well, no. you know what I mean. No. So he goes and gets a snowplow. You see him driving a snowplow. Yeah, Mister Plow. Gets... That's my name. That name again is Mister Plow. <laughs> he gets into the hotel. He walks in. He doesn't even take his coat off. He doesn't even get to put the kettle on. And... <laughs> Craig. That hotel was would have been so cold. He wouldn't have taken his coat off anyway. The heating was on. The heating was on. The heating was on. He didn't get to take his coat off. He didn't even go for a whiz. He didn't put the kettle on. And then Johnny just put an axe in his chest and he died. There was I a whole... he did have a whiz at that point. <laughs> it, it was like 20 minutes of this building up and he was going to be the hero yeah, and but, saved him. But you know what? That's why it's brilliant. Because you're watching it going, oh, he's going to go there, he's going to get to the hotel, he's going to rescue them, they're all going to escape. And that's the opposite of what happens. The entire, like, that is is horror horror films 101, is, you know, somebody's going to come in and save the day. And that was totally turned on its head at a time when that had probably never been done before. Yeah. I just dumb me head in. Yeah, no, I, th- I actually think the opposite with of that, Craig. I actually think that was a genius move. And I, I don't know what happened in the books. I know that there's quite a few differences between the book and the film. But no, I actually thought that was one of the, the more clever bits, actually. But um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I, said I didn't find it particularly scary, but I didn't find The Exorcist particularly scary either. Well, and... I was just going to say that I feel like it's kind of the same as The Exorcist. Like, I wasn't mm. allowed to watch The Exorcist at all the yeah. whole entire time that I was growing up. Yeah. And so when I watched it for the first time last year, against my nan's wishes, <laughs> I was like, what was she so bothered about? Yeah. 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 But then, I, last week I posted on Twitter asking what people's, what the scariest film people have ever seen is, and I posted the same thing on Facebook, and the majority mm-hmm. of people said and The Exorcist. It follows. No one, no one said it, it follows. I said it follows. And exactly. I literally, as soon as I posted it, I was like, Craig will say it follows. I don't know <laughs> when I say it. Annabelle Creation. <laughs> Anything with really? a dummy, like the boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah really, really. Wow, it was it was so weird though actually to hear what people, what different people think is really scary. Yeah, mm. but the majority of people did say the Exorcist, but that's because they would have watched it when it first came out. I watched it in when it was re-released in the early two thousands or the late nineties. When was it, Nick? Uh, it was, I think it was. Yeah, 2000-2001, because it hadn't actually been released on home video. And it petrified me. Yeah, no, I watched it about the same kind of time and was like, what was the fuss? And then I bought the DVD and we had to take it out the house because um, we felt it was doing evil things in our house. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. <laughs> you left the door open. Somebody must have sent it back in again. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it it is weird how 
people you'll watch it after years after something's come out and you'll you'll have a totally different interpretation of it so i watched the shining when i was a lot younger and i was like wow this this gives me chills it didn't like scare me in mm. the way that's then like maybe sinister will scare me because sinister scares the absolute crap out of me but it just it chilled me yeah. yeah, and I think I mean I'm, I remember um, the first one I ever watched, The Nightmare on Elm Street. The first one was when I was studying media. And we was doing um, we was doing it as part of a project, and uh, I went back and watched a few of those films. And the first one, um, the first Nightmare on Elm Street, although the effects are a little bit dated, um, that kind of got under my skin. Mm. Um, I mean, I know the other ones kind of got a little bit more light hearted and stuff as they went along, but um, the actual concept of it. And the the background of of Freddie and everything like that that you know I thought was quite uh, quite something, but other people would would think it's completely lame. So it's funny we all have our our biases. Look at the people that won't watch it. Yeah. Blair Witch it's got cl- clowns in it. Yeah, Blair Witch again. That was one that did nothing for me. But when we were talking about it with Lee, he got he totally bought into all the hype about it. Um, and so he he had a different experience. I ran out of the cinema. God, that ending of Blair Witch. I've never been able to watch it again. It's rubbish. Oh, it just makes me feel uncomfortable watching it. Yeah, it so I think it just makes it just makes me nervous. I get more scared about things that I, that you don't see. Exactly. Yeah, it's, make, what's, it's what's in the mind. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. So that does scare me. But then there's there's a scene in Blair Witch Two. Blair Witch Two isn't the best film, but no, there's a scene not. in that where they're they're like dancing around. A, I think they're dancing around a fire or something. Like that. It's like a flashback or something, and that haunts me. Is that when they when they were playing "We Didn't Start the Fire" by Billy Joel? Yes. Yeah, I thought so. That's exactly it. Well, I don't even really exactly what it is, but I just know that it terrified me, and so I, like I will never ever watch Blair Witch Two ever again. Interesting. I most people won't watch it because they think it's a shit film, but yeah, you've actually got a reason for not watching it. So yeah, interesting. Well, on that note, then, unless you guys have anything else that you want to add. It was always burning since the world was changing. <laughs> that that haunts me. Though. That is haunting me. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Um, so no, I, 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 I had other stuff to talk about, and now I don't. I just want to go to bed. Yeah, yeah. Well, go and watch our Luke's videos. He's got a new one up now. He is going to Halloween Horror Nights on the last couple of days, so he will no doubt have some more videos up this week. So. Search the After Dark Podcast Network or Diz After Dark or Universal After Dark on YouTube. All of those will bring up our channel and you'll see Luke's videos. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks because we're every two weeks now. And we'll have a Diz After Dark out next week. So we'll see you then. And the world is turning and the rage we didn't start the fire. Oh, it's the creepiest thing I've ever heard. And I've and I've spent a weekend with Craig. I hate you, Craig. <laughs> 90-year-old man sings sings the hits. <laughs> Disgusting. Basically like Billy Joel now. Poor Billy Joel. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support us and the other After Dark Podcast Network shows, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's P-A-T-R-E-R-N dot com slash disafterdark. As well as supporting the show, there are other goodies available, including badges and soon t-shirts available as a thank you for your support.